Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master Brian, welcoming you once again to another one of our episodes of our Dragon's Demand run-through. But before we begin, I want to remind everyone out there that we are currently dropping our episodes of our Delta Green scenario, Future Perfect, episodes one through four, and we'll be dropping them in consecutive weeks. We dropped one last week, we'll get one this week, and the next week, and the next week. And if you listeners out there, you fellow slingers, want to hear us run more Delta Green scenarios, please feel free to write into myself or any one of the other hard slingers, even the hard slingers of yore. You could contact us at rollthehard20podcast at gmail.com, write into the website at rollthehard20podcast.com, and of course, drop comments on our YouTube channel at rollthehard20. We try to uh, answer back as soon as we can or as soon as something populates in there. Um, and I, we really love to hear from you guys. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those social media footprints. I know I've said it a hundred times. I'll say it a hundred times more. And if you are liking the show and you like our what we're putting out there, then please tell a friend, tell a family member, anybody that you think would benefit from the levity of what we're running here. Also, if you feel so inclined, head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash worldhard20podcast. For as little as a dollar, you too can be a fellow slinger and really help the show out. And if you feel so inclined, put a little bit more in there. Yeah, why not? We're doing it too. Even as a as the dungeon master slash handler, referee, judge, game master, and all around labyrinth lord. I even put a little bit of my own money in there as well because I want to keep my own lights on. You know what? I'm not going to waste any more time because we've been doing it, done it before, going to do it again. But let's warm up our dice and top off our glasses. Roll the Hard 20 podcast presents episode 16 of our Dragon's Demand run-through. Hunclay's Manor. We're like the one-shot wonders. We never last more than, you know, an hour and change. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. I just just talk to myself all the time. I'm okay with that. (laughs) Junior is the one pump chump we've already determined, so. Hey. Hey. Easy. Easy. I finished first and last. Oh, dear. (laughs) Solo. (laughs) Solo. (laughs) I'll buy yourself the... Hey, how are you doing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> sir. Oh, oral or anal tonight? Uh, hey, good looking. Yeah. So, are we ready to play some D and D tonight? Oh yes, oh. definitely. Nick, how you doing? Character sheet here. Doing good. How you guys doing? Doing well. Doing well. I'm chilling. Uh, talking about human trial vaccinations. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I gotta say, like, uh, it's a good thing that when you guys met uh, Gregor Lintel last session, that you met him at the Greyhands Tavern. Because honestly, I don't think I could have performed him sober. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, <laughs> just a, I don't know good, if it was, it was character mesh of uh, <laughs> getting into character, really, really expressing myself in the skin of Gregor. You did. I did. I told. It was you this. very entertaining. So this. This week, we're going to be slightly massaging the 805. 
slightly massaging. Just, her. just very, very gently. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no Woodford. You know, uh, minor fashions this week. So. Certainly not on empty stomach. Yeah, they'll get you, unless it's uh, KFC. Oh. You like Brian? 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 We're, we're we're not doing karaoke. You can calm down. <laughs> just getting a little bit of Mikey. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> greetings fellow slingers welcome back to roll the hard 20 podcast it is i your trusted dungeon master brian and with me the hard slingers oh, yeah. Yeah. as we return once again for another episode of our dragons demand run through last i almost said last week is actually the last session uh you guys managed to go to the gray hands tavern where you were originally following a Bacchus, I believe, to try to get some information on more about the town and whatnot, and just try to pick up some of the local gossip that you might gather being in a, in a tavern of such. And instead, you guys wound up conversing with an individual named Gregor Lintel, and you eventually found out through several shots that he was one of the architects who built Hunclay's Manor uh, seven years ago. But he also told you that aside from his crew just basically building the the bones of this of this structure that was the end of their contract with him that he started bringing in outside labor to do other things within most likely undocumented workers as junior and i were discussing at work today <laughs> cheaper labor you know <laughs> he he had said that they were there for a few weeks. They never came into town for supplies or to stay there. Uh, he doesn't know at what point that they finished and left. He just knows that at one point, Hung Clay moved in completely and had stayed within consistently. Occasionally, he would have supplies sent out to his residence and his servants would uh, collect them at the, at the door. And that's really all he knew. You guys then paid him a, a few gold pieces to draw you uh, a makeshift blueprint of what the place looked like. And I believe that showed two floors on that. Yep. And there's strong. He did say something interesting, though. He had mentioned that all the stones were, I think, two and a half feet thick and that Hunkley had touched each individual stone as they were delivered to the site. Damn. Two and a half feet thick. Thick. Yeah, so currently you guys are en route, uh, leaving down Devi Road and turning somewhere out of my map. I've got a map. I know I do. Don't make me pull it out. And you guys are going to be moving west along Canticleer Road as you start to move along the, the Verduran River. So you could so you could get back to the bridge and cross to the other side where the where the crashed witch tower was at where the baroness's residence was off to the uh southeast and then hunkley's manor was up to the northeast i'm so. sorry correct me if i'm wrong um were we going to get uh sirkin's equipment that he had that's right from the blacksmith first that's that's right in fact bacchus had said that uh he had already left the tavern, grabbed the bottle from behind the counter, and took off. Mm -hmm. So now that you guys have got your information, you guys are still on Devi Road at this point. So okay, um, okay. <clears throat> um, I look at Sirkin 
and um, say, hey, do you, do you remember where the blacksmith is? I know we kind of had a pretty heated exchange in there in the in the tavern. Uh, do we still uh, are we all calm enough to to go back to the blacksmith to get your your items? All cool headed. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I'll be cool headed about it. Just, just try to pick up the equipment and just leave and not have to deal with them again. You just want to get out of here, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Flynn actually had some uh, climbing gear that were getting modified to fit him a little better. So he needs to pick that up as well with the blacksmith. Okay. So you guys make your way south down Devi Road. You eventually get to uh, Canticleer Road where you have to make a, a left turning east along this road so that you could get to, uh, I believe the address was number 16, Canticleer Road. And of course you could hear the hammers falling. Ching, 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 ching. It's, it's probably like 10, 30, uh, 11 o'clock in the morning right now. It's not very late at all. Still, uh, you know, the, the day is basically still underway mm -hmm. at this point. Right. As you I... get closer to the blacksmiths, you see that uh, Bacchus is back there again. He's got his apron on. He himself is swinging a hammer on, on some objects. And he hasn't noticed your approach yet. Uh, before we enter, um, I'll take a quick uh, glance around and I will attempt to be casual with it. Um, but I'll also kind of like look at Stappy and say, uh, can you see if anyone is still following us? Um, I, I give a nod to uh, to Warren and I'd like to uh, roll perception. Look around to see if anybody's still I would like eye. I would like to assist him with that, which is my prompting. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. the first hard 20 of the evening. Yeah. All right. right. Well, even though you are perceiving the alley of back up Devi Road and Tula Walk and everywhere else, these other roads, you're noticing all people whether they're going in and out of shops or in and out of residences. There's the amphitheater that was a little further north on the east side of the road. And you see some people milling about, some people just standing there taking in some of the shade as it starts to get a little warm. But you don't notice anybody looking at you at all. Okay. If, if you seem to have something raising your hackles before, you don't feel that way right now. In fact, you don't see anybody skulking around in the shadows of an of the eve of a of a residence or something it seems to be pretty mellow at this point okay i i confer with warren and say uh warren i i don't i kind of scanned around um you know in between the buildings and people coming in and out of the shops i don't really see um anything that that raises the hair on my neck that that we're being watched at this current time yeah let's uh let's keep an eye out as we uh, once we're done here as well. So you continue to make your way and lead it, lead me into what you want to do as you approach the blacksmith's uh, residence. Bacchus, we're here for our equipment. What do you want there? Oh, <laughs> you'll be here for the armor for the, for the half elf. And uh, what was it you ordered again there, dwarf man? 
needed my climbing uh, cleats adjusted for my size. Oh yeah, we put. You some know, new... I'm I'm an elf with a big foot. We'll put some new leather straps and sharpen up the teeth on them. They should be doing you well. He holds them up like a pair of ice skates. Looks you're, at you're not gonna lice all those. <laughs> Gives him a few passes under his pits and hands them off to you. Sirkin, you were there waiting for some, uh, I believe it was your armor to get re-sutured together, or what was it you were wanting to do? I can't remember. Thought he bought some yeah. used armor. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, some of the, he wanted some of the, the chinks re-crimped together. And he pulls right. it up out of off of a pile, and you hear it kind of slink out, and he extends it out by the shoulders of this, and you could see that it's the craftsmanship's very well done. Not something that you would expect from a uh, a blacksmith that's basically working beside a street you know it's not inside of a building it's all under an awning he's got these three forges that are going and these all of his his other half works are just pounding away on anvils and stuff but it looks really well done he says here you go half elf i'm sure you'll like it <laughs> try it on make sure it fits well in the center there you want to have the most protection you could get who knows what kind of trouble you're gonna run into in an old dilapidated town like Belheim? Okay, at that point, uh, Serkin will put on the, the armor and kind of just like look at it and inspect it and just be like, wow, okay, this this fits pretty well, looks pretty good. Yeah, and it, Thank it, you it's for perfect. I mean, it's not too tight, uh, so it still gives you free range of motion. It's not too loose where it feels like it it's it'll slide around so it won't really inhibit your stealth if you got to get down and get dirty so and he says ah uh, now i believe you already settled your score didn't you yeah i believe so All right. we did and i point at uh like i imagine the bottle that he took from the uh tavern uh is probably like within arm's reach of him on like a shelf or, or a small table it, or something. It's just sitting next to one of his tables that he has a few of his uh, forging equipment on. Mm -hmm. and, and you could tell that through the glare of the sun coming through that it's more than three quarters polished off. And when he grabbed it, it was it was full at the time. Uh, uh, I'll point at it and say, uh, and you certainly helped yourself to a nice tip there. Well, you know, what are they gonna do about it? Greyhounds, he, he's always terrible with his inventory and you have no idea how many times he comes down here asking me to fix hinges and crap on that that worthless tavern because he's gotten an air about him and threw some bum out onto the road. I, I mean, I wasn't- free. We trade back and forth, he knows me. I wasn't stating that you needed to explain yourself. Just put it on my tab. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, next time you come back through, I'll buy you a shot of this. And with that, he just takes it and just upends this thing and just chugs it off, tosses it into the dirt and turns his back and just goes back to his anvil. Basically his way of saying that the conversation is over at this point. I make an after you gesture to uh, Flint and Sarkin and Stappy. Flint turns around, gives a good look to Sirkin. Kind of checks out his new armor. Kind of winks. Nice. <laughs> Looking tight there, sir. Looking tight. And start heading out towards now, the, the main road. That was different armor than you were originally wearing, correct? 
That's yeah. upgraded armor, I okay, believe. Okay, so yeah. did you adjust your uh, armor class to compensate for that? Uh, I did not, but I will right now. Okay, yeah, don't forget to do that. Especially if you're wearing those duds. Right. We wouldn't We wouldn't want you to, uh, like, actually, like, you know, be hit now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to give you every bit of advantage that you could have. Yeah, I need it. So Okay, so I think we're heading back up Deffy Road and then No you uh, are or oh. on Canticleur Road okay. at this time. In that case I think we can just follow that up to the bridge and then cross over towards Hunkley's Manor. Yeah, yeah. we need to head towards Delbin's devices uh, towards the bridge. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So you guys continue down Canticleur Road, you pass Delvin's devices, uh start passing some of the, the other residences, come to the bridge, cross the bridge, and you can see to the north this large manor. Of course, now in the daylight, you could see off to the south the uh, what appeared to be the cemetery, and then further south up, a, up, the, up the, uh, this winding road is where the Baroness lived on this hill. You still see the ruins of the witch tower, which have stopped smoking and smoldering. It's just a pile of heap at this point in the eastern scope. As you continue to make your way towards Hunkley's Manor, you can see two figures, a man and a woman, standing approximately 20 feet from the front of the structure. One you recognize as the deputy mule, the other is unknown. You are unfamiliar with who she is. She looks to be in her late 40s, maybe early 50s. Does she have any um, particular uh, attire that might give away her? She appears to be in like black denim gown, like a, a gown made of black denim. Her hmm. uh, sleeves are pinned tight to her wrists. Uh, you can see she's got some kind of, a, of an apron about her waist and her hair is tied back. Looks like a, a salt and pepperish uh, shoulder length hair that she's got tied back in a tight bun. They both look at you as you approach and you see the deputy coming up towards you as he as he's noticing you're coming towards him. And he starts waving his hands and he's like, uh, uh, what are, what are y'all doing here? You know, why are you coming this way? Uh, I thought the Baroness had asked you to go take care of the Cabals. Why, why are you coming to, to Home Clay's Manor? Um, we had evidence in the tower that Home Clay may be connected with them. And so we're just doing a bit of due diligence beforehand. But, I mean... She was very adamant that if, if these kabolds strike again, I mean, we're going to lose some more people. From my understanding, Hunkley's dead. He ain't home. No, he is not home, but there, he apparently had some dealings with them, and uh, I would prefer to spend uh, perhaps an hour or so uh, making sure that every information I have about something that I'm going to deal with, the kobolds in this case, that I'm as informed as I can be. While kobolds are often simple and straightforward and just shy of vermin, 
they are typically more cunning, and I would prefer to be more armed. I don't know. From behind the deputy, you hear the woman speak up, and she says, Deputy Mule, are those the individuals here to remove the dead kobold from the doorstep? And he looks back at, uh, no, Miss Honus. They're not here for that. They're not here for that at all. They're here for some other some other reason. My time is very important, Deputy. I know, ma'am. We'll have somebody along shortly. Can I do an insight as to get, like, a basic sense of what was going on here with these two as we walked up? Sure. Tell me what you want to do and how you want to do it. Um, mostly at this point, what I want to do is I want to see, um, like, what is the manner in which she is carrying herself? You said she's got, like, a, a denim dress, which is, I'm assuming, something like a very well-to-do servant class. It doesn't look like she's, like, a, of a noble status, correct? She doesn't look to be noble, but she has an air about herself that she has a, a commanding aura about herself. So she's probably like uh, a head of house or some other, who knows. Um, uh, so mostly uh, like what I'm trying to understand is why it is like her role as it might be in relation to this place. Is she, is, is she here? because she has a vested interest in what's going on in the manor or uh, uh, like, or she and, and, and the deputy uh, happen to be talking um, in regards to the place, but she may not be necessarily associated with it. Was there some other reason? I mean, just from the little bit that you just described there, it sounds like the deputy is at least somewhat in deference to her. House just went up to market. <laughs> Couldn't make a either, probably make an insight check. Uh, 15 okay you could tell that uh that their stature are not equal that she definitely seems to be of a higher uh standing status higher standing but a greater intelligence than him almost as though she's starting to get uh irritated with the situation of her being forced to be standing where she's at Ah. eventually she walks over to the four of you and she says, uh, well, if the deputy isn't going to introduce me, I'll introduce myself. My name is Kala de, <laughs> Kala Destina Honus. I am the local undertaker here. Ah. I'm here to remove the corpse of the Kabul before it starts to really stink. But the deputy assured me that somebody would be along to ensure that the it was safe to do so. And I think that well, uh, once you see the Kabul, you'll understand my concern for remaining back. We're not here for that. Well, then you are wasting my time. I would, say, I would say you're wasting our time. We've been instructed by the Baroness to um, uh, rid the, the quarry of Kabolds. We have evidence that Hunclay um, was in cahoots with the uh, Kobolds. And as my uh, my uh, party member, Warren, has already stated, we want to make sure that we have all information necessary 
to carry out the Baroness's orders. And that includes uh, entering Hunclay's Manor to receive as much information as-, as I, That has nothing to do with me. Hunclay is dead. The Kabolds are about two and a half miles to the east. She turns to, to the deputy and says, Deputy, when you are ready for me, I'll be back at my facilities. And she starts walking away without another word, heading to the south towards where that cemetery area is at. Um, got like a total like crime scene, you know, like police and FBI fighting for fucking jurisdictions. Like right. what standard do you have? The Baroness sent us, we, you're overstepping yourself here. Deputy, how come we don't have this crime scene taped off? Get these people back. And there's like no one around, you know, get them back. Oh my God. You're screwing so, up my crime scene. You're intimidating <laughs> everything. So I look at the deputy and say, we're obviously not here for the Kabold. So we're, we're going to go about our business and, and continue, um, you know, our efforts to, to what we committed to the Baroness. And, and I start to walk towards the, uh, the uh, front door of the manor. So, excuse me, sir. Uh, so you, you're not going to go to the quarry then? You're you're, you're going to go to the manor? We we are going to the quarry once we are done here. Okay, so well, I'm I'm gonna have to tell the Baroness that uh, that you're going in the manor. I I'm just doing my job. The sheriff Ben Hover he told me to to make sure that that I follow her her word to the letter. When he's not here, and I'm sorry, look, you could tell he's a, he's a young man. He's only like 22 mm -hmm. years old. So, look, deputy, please understand our position. We have been asked to take out a foe. We do not know their numbers. I would imagine that if you were of a position where you were hired to do something similar. And I'm doing this while like Stabby's like wandering off, by the way, I'm letting him like get started and just keeping the deputy a little bit busy. Who's with Stubby and who's with Warren? I think I'm the only one off on my own headed towards the manor. If, hard if... Choke, are you going with uh, Warren? I'll go with uh, Stabby because I'm interested in this uh... This layout of uh, stone that Hanclay decided to pick. Sirkin, mm -hmm. are you staying with Warren or are you going with Stubby as well? Yeah, I'll stay back with Warren for right now. Okay. Um, uh, I will uh, ask Stubby. I would assume that if you were fighting a foe, which could be a half dozen individuals, it could be 20, it could be 50. If you had an opportunity to get a little bit more information before you did it, would you not do so? Well, uh, of, of course, it, it sounds tactically sound, but uh, so I'm, I, not... I'm just I'm just following my orders, sir. I, I don't mean no disrespect, but I, I just know that she was very adamant about making sure that the kabolds were dealt with and that nobody went to Hunkley's Manor. But I mean, oh really? She she didn't want anyone to go into the Hunkley's Manor. Did that in include uh, Madame Kala? Well, she's not here to get to who? Madam Horace? Hornus? The Yes. Oh, the, she's just the, the undertaker. She's just here to get the the dead kabold off the front doorstep. Which is at the manor. So she would have gone to the manor. Uh, well, she wasn't going to go in it. She just was going to get it. But uh, 
from Look, my understanding, the way how how it died, it was so it was very horrific that she wanted to make sure that it was safe to do so. And as you guys are having this conversation back and forth, Stubby, as you approach the uh, the front of this manor, looking down the twenty foot wide recessed entry, you could see that it ends at a set of large wooden double doors that are iron banded, and you could see. Uh, that at the end of this walkway is just this grisly remains of a kobold. Its flesh horribly charred and its limbs contorted, either through fire or some other means, and it has yet to be removed. Okay. Um, I'd like to um, uh, look at the, I'd like to look at the the corpse and see if and, and the area around the corpse and see if I can tell was it some kind of area of effect that, that killed the kobold or um, was it uh, did it die in its place by some other means potentially maybe um, a perception check to start with no probably some kind of a medicine check medicine check okay uh, that rolled a 12 medicine. You're not really sure uh, how it died, but most likely it did die right where it's at. Okay. Can can I tell, does the, does the door have a, um, a lock on it? It has a knob and a lock, yes. Okay. Um, I'd like to try the front door. Okay. It's locked. Okay. I would like to attempt to pick said lock. Okay. Um, boy. I'm, I have this sudden mental image of I'm sitting here talking to the deputy and all of a sudden there's like this blossoming like flame <laughs> that just like exudes from the door. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> it's too bad we have Warren up there. Say that again? It's too bad Warren wasn't up there. So before um, I, I look back at, at Flint real quick before I attempt this, uh, and, and I, I say to Flint, "Hey, do we do, do you want to go in now, or do we just want to wait for Warren to finish up his business?" Uh, we could try to pop the door open, and once once the door is unlocked, maybe we could uh, get everyone in. But he seems to have the deputy pretty distracted at the moment. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and, and try to pick this lock. Uh, I think a dex, dex roll. It's going to, ooh, 22. 22 oh. fails. Hmm. Kind of, well, we knew that he was a paranoid freak and was probably prepping for the apocalypse to happen. Um, can Flint do an investigation on the lock and see what kind of lock this is, like a high-end security vault type lock or just a generic house home lock? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. You want me to do an investigation? Yeah, investigation. Can you look for a ring doorbell while you're at it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is a 19. 19, it is definitely very high-end. Okay. Uh, it looks as though it would probably take a, an ornate key. Okay. Well, Stebby, I believe our uh, 
paranoid Fran Hunkley might have taken precaution measures and and upgraded his uh, securities around his home. You think that maybe uh, he had it on his person when he died? I was pretty sure we completely checked his body. So I've I have a key ring. I still have a key ring. I think we took uh, his robe, though, at some point, too, didn't we? Well, I know that one of the deputies came back into the Baroness's house after uh, your comrade left to go find Sheriff Ben Hovey. And they gave somebody a small little sack with two keys in it. Who's got the keys? I do not believe that was Warren. I would have noted it. I do believe it was you, Flint. Is it me? It is yeah. you. I'm, look, I'm looking at my I'll notes. Not put that in my Check notes. that inventory, man. Check Meanwhile, it. while this is going on, Brian, um, uh, I'm gonna, uh, Warren is gonna suggest to the deputy, look, I'm not saying don't tell the Baroness, but you understand our perspective of wanting to be well-informed here. What I would recommend, if you're amenable to it, stay here for as long as we are here. Once oh, yeah. we are, once we are leaving, we will be leaving to the quarry. You can report to the Baroness that we were at the manor as you were instructed, and you can tell her that we are on our way to the quarry. I can promise you, it will not be long. Was it two keys or three keys? Because I have two and three keys. Two keys. Two keys. Like two chain. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, well, I, I'll stay for a few minutes, but I, I don't feel really comfortable about this, sir. But you well, need um, to do you need to do what you need to do. I am simply if you if you're gonna be quick, I'll I'll hang out for a few minutes. But uh, whatever end up ends up happening, I'm gonna have to tell her, sir. I'm, I'm of sorry. Course. Give us, give us ten minutes, fifteen if you're feeling generous. Okay, sir. I nod to him and said, and say, you are a good man. You are serving your baron as well. He, uh, he turns his back to the manor and looks towards uh, Baroness's residence, and mm -hmm. also towards where the uh, the undertaker lives to, mm -hmm. to kind of keep an eye on both those residences, which are okay. directly in his line of sight. And I will make my way over to, uh, and I'm assuming Sirkin as well. We'll we will make our way over to Stabby and Flint. Okay. Yeah. At that time, uh, Flint will like to get the keys that he forgot he possessed, and actually hand them to Stabby and tell him, Stabby, try try these keys. Maybe these will be some kind of luck to us. Now, one was an iron key, and one was a brass key. Mm. Is that right? I didn't describe I did number these. I'm pretty certain it was. Yeah. All right. Well, I would I, say I mentioned to Kush's character and uh, when he left with the other uh, deputy, <laughs> when he left with the other deputy, he gave those keys to Mule who actually gave them to Arnold to give to you. So. 
Okay. All right, Stebby, give the uh, whatever key you believe would fit best in there. Probably the brass one. Okay, I'll try the brass. The brass key first. Slides in like butter. Ooh. Ooh. Butter. Okay, I'll I'll turn the key. Click. The lock disengages. Okay, I'll remove the key, hand it back to Flint, and I will open the door and swing it open as as far as I can with with my strength. One door or both doors? Um, I'll just do one. I don't think I'm strong enough to do both. Okay, okay we'll come in SWAT team, kick both doors open. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'll open the right the door on the right. Who's and leading this procession? I'm do just you, at the do you door. Wait for Warren and Sirkin, or do you guys just go in on your own? We're we're waiting. We're waiting. We see them coming. A few moments later, they come in, trailing behind you. Uh, and I'll just lean down to uh, Flint and uh, Stabby and say, "Well, the deputy will be letting the Baroness know that we are here, but he's going to hang out for probably about ten minutes before he does so." Well, we might as well make this count then. Yep. Post haste, we shall enter. Okay. Give me your, uh, whatever order you're going to be in so I could describe it as you guys go through. I want to go in hot. No. Well, who's going in first? I'll so. stay in. I'll be in the back. <laughs> I'll go okay. in first. Flint? Uh, I'll go. I'll, oh. What were you saying, Warren? Oh. Uh, I'll, I'll go in um, uh, third since I've got a very hardy dwarf and a much better armed, uh, or I'm sorry, much better armored ranger to run around in front of me. So, Sirkin, does that mean you're yeah. going second? <laughs> like, yes, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me describe this room for you. <clears throat> this unusually shaped room is 30 feet wide by 60 feet long, with the northern portion extending into a half circle, like it curves. The floor of this well-appointed entry hallway is adorned with two expensive Kadiran rugs, one right at the entry, and the other occupying the northern half circle beneath three overstuffed leather sofas, their configuration forming an upside down U. So you could see like, you know, who's ever sitting at the furthest one would be facing you and then the other two. You see two dozen paintings of portraits and landscapes with gilded frames that hang all along the walls, each with exquisite art artistry. Uh, you see to your immediate left, a wooden door in the west wall and opposite that door in the south wall is another door is that right sorry you see to your immediate left in the west wall that there's a door and then in the east wall there's another door right beside you on the right in the corner of the room there's a spiral staircase made of iron that looks like it goes up and down and at the furthest northern portion of the room, where the half circle is, is a large bird cage with five birds just going berserk. Upon you entering the room, or opening the door, I should say. Hmm. So I got two doors, one directly to the west in the lower corner. One in the east, about midway up the wall. You got a spiral staircase that goes up and down, right in the southwest corner. Rugs, you've got 
a half circle uh, portion of the room with with couches and a large bird cage. What is the uh, what's the floor made out of? It's all stone in the areas that the rugs are not covering. And how big are the stones? Uh, well, you figure they're they're two and a half feet squared from what you can see from the uh, the portions that aren't covered. Okay, and do, do they look like um, there's gaps in between the stone, like there's there's grouting or no grouting? No, there's grouting. Okay, On um, I'd like to do a perception check and just see, um, you know, kind of scan the floor and see if there's any any stones that may not have grouting. Okay. I will assist. I rolled a 19. Are you going to assist with that, Warren? Uh, yes, I am. So, advantage. Okay. Roll it with advantage. You want me to roll again? You could be, do better than a 19. I'm going to be pissed if I don't roll a 19. Well, it doesn't affect you. You just take the better of the two. Roll the 21. Hmm. See? Right. See? <laughs> oh, yeah. All the grout looks there. You can see that everything about the whole room is there. Like okay. There's, there's no gaps between the stones or anything. Okay. I, I look back at the party and say, hey, I, I kind of took a scan of the room. It looks like we don't have any stones that are um, that could potentially be pressure plates, um, you know, that, that may trigger a trap. Uh, I'd like to make my way over to the door on the west side of the room. Um, are you guys okay with that? Uh, go do that. If uh, unless anyone has an objection, I'm just going to examine uh, these birds really quickly. Okay. What are you going to do, Sirkin? Uh, I'll, <clears throat> sorry, I'll, I'll fall steppy. Okay. Flint? Uh, I'm a little curious about the birds as well, uh, but I also wanted to do an inspection of the main room that we're in. Uh, I know that they drew us a map of this uh, manor already, and they mentioned that the the walls themselves were two and a half feet thick and filled with um, some kind of uh, material inside of them. Can I do a stone cutting check and see where these stones might have been imported from since they weren't stones from around here? Sure. Uh, do investigate. with advantage, too. Okay, would that be history? That would be. Da, da, da. Let me just do this one right here. Uh, sorry. There we go. Uh, first roll is a non-natural twenty, and second roll was a seven, so a twenty. From your adventures across the planet of Galarian, you recognize that a lot of these stones were shipped in from Osirian, which is known for its pyramids and, and other desert type structures that were made. They're just uh, they're just huge blocks, the kind of things that you would make pyramids out of. Okay, I'll uh, relay that information to Warden since he's next to me and pretty much tell him these are the, the exact same stones that are made for pyramids and strongholds of sort. Curious. I'm 
wondering what kind of fortress Hunkley was trying to build himself. Whether he was trying to keep things out or keep things in, we don't know. No, and the, one of the things that concerns me is this little hand-drawn map we have only has the first and second floor, and I gesture back at the uh, spiral staircase, not a basement. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe that's how he's probably getting to the uh, witch's tower. Mm, that is certainly a thought. To be. I can't hear you, Chris. I say to Sirkin, uh, I, I I head towards that door and and I look back at Sirkin and and say, Hey, I'm going to try to open this door. Um, just be ready and cover me when when uh, I open and swing this door uh, open. Okay. I pat stab you on the back. All right, gotcha, little guy. <clears throat> Got your six. <laughs> um, so I, I go up to that door. Um, I pause for a moment and and listen if I can hear anything on the other side. Okay. As you open this door, wooden door, you see that there's a five foot wide corridor that extends to the west for 35 feet. At about the 25 foot marker, you see in the northern wall that there's a door. And directly opposite that door in the southern wall is another door, both of which are closed. What's what is the light like in this uh, hallway? Uh, low lit. Okay, but I yeah, there, can there's I, no windows in this hallway at all. Okay, can I make out the the doors pretty well? Yeah, you can see them. You could you could tell that uh, it's almost like a dusk type of a uh, ambiance in this corridor. Okay. So you could still see them, but I mean, they're not highly illuminated, but it doesn't inhibit your vision. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I'm going to turn around and, and motion to Sirkin, hey, it looks, and tell him, hey, it looks okay. Um, and then I'm going to yell over to Warren and Stabby, or um, Flint and say, hey, guys, I, I opened this door and we have a hallway with two additional doors. Um, have, have you completed your... Um, your investigation of the birds? Or are you ready to, to move uh, through the rest of the manor? I'll be there in just a moment. Okay. Sirkin, so, what, are you, what are you doing? Sirkin. Oh, me, sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm next to Steppy right now. Uh, just kind of waiting to, to move forward, uh, waiting okay. for the other two. Warren, what did you want to do with the, the birds? Um, first Banner. off, they're, they're squawking their heads off. Are these things just like freaking like cockatiels that just squawk their head off at like any movement or are they something? No, they're, they're definitely big? exotic birds, but they're, they're fairly big, like mm -hmm. medium sized birds, but their water and food dishes are empty. Okay. Um, uh, I seriously doubt it, but Warren will take a moment to examine them a little bit closer. Okay. He doubts he doubts that it is the case, but he is curious if these birds are, uh, like, if one of them could have been Hunkley's familiar. Okay. Uh, um, would, would you like an arcana roll or a nature check or? Do an arcana check and a perception check. Okay. Uh, derp, 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 derp. 
Perception has a 14. Arcana comes out to a 17. You don't see any one of these birds being uh, a familiar. Mm -hmm. Nothing like that at all. In fact, looking at them, they look fairly uh, typical. Nothing unusual about them. Okay. Other than Uh, they look like they're really, really hungry. Right. Um, Warren is going to take, uh, very carefully take the, he can like lift the whole cage, right? It's like, no, it's huge. It's like five foot in diameter. It's it's a big cage that these birds are in. Yeah. In that case, I'll just kind of like lean over to Flint and say, before we leave, we really should like, we, we should make sure that the Baroness knows that these birds are here. I mean, you figure like the. The semicircle portion of the room is 30 feet wide at its greatest diameter, where and then it meets to an apex. And that bird cage occupies that that central place in the northern wall. Uh, Warren is really quickly going to take out like his uh, water skin, and we'll just pour a little bit of water into the bird's cup. Okay. Um. You know, at least that should tide them over for a few. Flint, you're watching him do this. What do you want to do? Um, I mean, other than that, I was wondering the same thing, whether it's a familiar, whether they're certain, whether they're pets or some kind of messenger birds. But if there's exotic birds, um, it wouldn't be exotic birds from that region. So we would assume that he has ties in other locations. Strongholds. Real, and... I'm ahead. sorry. Real quickly, a thought: Are the birds from the same region? Because you said that they're exotic. Are they from the same region where um, uh, Flint has said that the stone is from? Uh, I almost want to say make a knowledge check, like a knowledge a nature location. check. Yeah, do a nature check. This is this is why I want to get us transferred over to Pathfinder because their skill lists are are. A little more extensive. Yeah, a little more in-depth with some of the things that they do. But go ahead and make a, a, a nature check on that, Flint. Uh, that comes or, out to an 18. What is it, 19? 18. 18? These are not from Osirian. If anything, they're probably some from someplace like the uh, the Mwangi Expanse. The Mwangi! Which is a, like a dense, like a Wakanda-type place. Mm, okay. Sounds good. Uh, I'll... I'll just uh, after pondering the bird situation for just another moment, I'll kind of like lean over to Flint and say, we, we should make sure that, you know, these are taken care of once we leave. Understood. Flint takes out his dagger. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you mean? No, just kidding. Um, in no, that corner. No chicken tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm only thinking for dinner. Um, is there anything else like on the walls, like decorations, maybe uh, a crest of some kind, or maybe like a I went to Yale type certificate, you know? Well, like as I had explained, there's there's all these gilded pictures. Some are in portrait form, some are in landscape form. All the frames are, are gold plated. Uh, but one picture looks like an old man with a, no hair on his head few liver spots, beard, 
looks very reminiscent of maybe a lie a living version of the man you found crushed beneath all the stones below the hmm. witch tower I would take it, it they didn't name plate who were in this these pictures right I don't walk around my own house with a nameplate on my chest so oh I meant like this is olden time like the siege Hi, or whatever my you know, name like, is <laughs> how can I help you <laughs> all right um Flint will point out the picture to Warden since he's next to him. This uh man in this photo uh seems awfully familiar to the one we found where we found you down in the witch's tower. Mm, yes. However, he seemed to be remarkably more uh well preserved when this photo was painted as opposed to how we found him. Anyways, let's not keep uh stabby or circuit waiting. All right. Um, Take the picture. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we might need Damn. a positive ID. This guy, he's not gonna <laughs> miss right. it. Where's the Croc store? Let's go. Let's go <laughs> loot that place, right? <laughs> okay, so you join up with Stubby and Sirkin at the door mm -hmm. in the western, southwestern corner. Stubby, you wish to take it from here? I would. Um... So I motion to the group that that uh, I'm going to uh, enter the hallway, and I'm going to um, attempt to open the door on the south side of the hallway. Okay. So you make your way 25 feet down this corridor. Is everybody else staying behind you, or are they staying at the door back there? Are you going down by yourself? Is what I'm asking. I'm behind and stabby right now. Okay. I'm kind of just go, yeah. go, clear. <laughs> I'm still kind of like looking at the walls, you know, are you staying with in the that? group? Yeah, I'm saying where the door is. Okay. Warren. Did you freeze up Warren? Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, uh, my phone just blinked at me. Um, uh, I will be standing at the doorway, but uh, I see perfectly well in complete darkness. So even if it's dim light, if there's any other unusual details, I might catch my eye okay. while I'm in this hall. Right now, I'm just waiting for Stabby to work his little halfling finger magic. Okay, Stabby. So you're in front of the door. It is closed. Typical wooden door. Uh, is there a, um, I assume there's a handle? Yes. Okay. Does the handle have a lock? Uh, it doesn't appear to be one, no. Okay, and from where I'm standing, does the door open um, inward, uh, you know, away from me? Or like to the, like towards the wall or to, to the left or the right? You don't see any hinges on your side and the handle is on the right side of the door. So you would imagine that it swings inwards. Inward to the left. To the left, okay. So I'm, I'm going to... Um, with all my might, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn that that uh, handle and then swing the door open as much as I can, okay, to see if I can get um, you know a, a better view inside the room. Yep, and it the door swings wide, and you see that the that it opens onto a large room with a long oak table in the middle of it. The room itself is probably 45 feet from left to right and 30 feet deep from where you are. Uh, you see that there are large, ornately carved chairs all about this this oak table. Uh, all about the uh, 
the walls you see there are these pictures that are drawn and each one of them each picture is of a large pyramid and it looks to be like the same pyramid but drawn from different perspectives okay and they're hand drawn <laughs> yeah okay i don't think anything they didn't have any other ability back then brother <laughs> well, well like somebody, are they are they like a professional uh, yeah like, a painter oh, or... uh, yeah no they're all professionally drawn they're in fact they're very well drawn uh but they're they just all depict a desert uh motif with a pyramid but of, okay. of all different angles maybe with sun coming up or down or uh palm trees on one side nothing on the other maybe a river behind the other side okay. of it so an artist was commissioned to create these. These are not these are not hand drawn like you know haphazardly to to represent you know uh, something investigatory by the you know perhaps Hun Clay. No. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So uh, uh, oak table, uh, ornate chairs, drawings. But then again, you don't know his skill level when he was alive. So sure. Um, can is are there any windows? There is one window. It is in the. Uh western wall and it's probably about 20 feet wide and about 10 feet tall about two feet off the ground you see that it looks to be of a mosaic glass that is really thick okay um do i see any um any uh storage containers or anything that might hold like uh you know plates or glasses or anything like that or is it just a table with chairs and paintings. Yep, just a table with uh, 10 chairs, four on each long side and one on each opposite end. And that's it. You know, there's a large rug beneath the table itself as well. Uh, but uh, other than that, there's no plates, there's no goblets on the table, no napkins, no silverware, nothing like that. Okay, um, I'd like to enter uh, the room and then um, as I walk around that table and that that uh, rug, I'd like to, um, you know, pull up the rug, you know, along the, the edges just to see if, you know, maybe there's um, like a wooden hatch or something underneath. Okay. You pull up the rug, you see that it's probably half inch thick, real thick rug. And pulling up each individual corner, you just see the same stone floor beneath it. Same grout, same stones, two and a half by two and a half. And you imagine two and a half thick as well. Okay. Uh, but you don't see any hatches. You don't see any misplaced uh, grout or anything else. Okay. Um, I look back at the group and, and say, um, hey, hey guys, this looks like it's just either a, like a conference room or a, a, perhaps a dining hall. Um, I, I don't think we're going to find anything else in, in this room just by the, the looks. Um, I, I'd like to go out the door and, and try the northern door in the hallway. Uh, please do. And uh, while uh, Stabby, whenever he winds up doing that, uh, Warren will just poke his head in there, seeing if there's anything else that he can notice that might have been missed. Uh, in particular, one of the things that Warren is keeping an eye out the whole time he's here is while unfortunately Warren does not have the detect magic spell, um, he is still keeping a learned arcane eye out for anything that might be magic. Okay, explain to me how that how that works, or what that. So, I mean, is that uh, and, like and, a and, latent and, thing, or, or 
like um so using the arcana skill you can usually like with close examination determine that something is magic now you may not be completely accurate with it depending on what your role is um if you determine that something's magic you can determine that it's magic but you might not determine that it's a cursed item so you won't necessarily know its properties but um like and and this is like partially my headcanon so so please correct me if this is not in any way the case but um practitioners of arcane magic um that do keep magic items around is magic items have typically like they're put in a certain place or they have a certain for what they are type of construction that's usually of like you know masterwork quality and whatnot so yeah, and, and i could see that and probably based on your level you know your skill level mm -hmm. as a practitioner of the arcane mm -hmm. with the level that hung clay had been practice practicing at and actually employing like anything could be possibly i mean you could imagine that this guy he you know, just as a hint that I had mentioned last time, he laid a finger on each stone mm -hmm. before it was laid. So you get a feeling that that this whole embodiment of his manner mm -hmm. is in some way imbued by him. Mm -hmm. So okay. So go ahead. No just, just I'm just seeing basically if anything stands out to Warren. Okay, good. Uh, War Warren is is fully aware that he is. You know, he probably, he knows more than, you know, certainly Sirkin or, or Stabby or possibly Flint in the way of Arcana, but Warren knows that he's still not, definitely not the biggest fish in the pond. That's a 17 total. 17? You don't pick up on anything in this room at all, but mm -hmm. you do get a sense that with all the paintings within this room that are mm -hmm. of uh, Assyrian nature, that he probably had ties at some point to to that land mm -hmm. you know so maybe the you know there's a lot of uh mystical secrets that come from you know land of the pharaohs and stuff like that and who knows what they what they brought into this world or what they used to practice with back okay. then you know okay sorry i'll stop interrupting no please do so go time where would you like to go next? Uh, I want to try that door on the uh, north side of okay. the, the hall. <clears throat> um, I, I observe, I, I look at the door. Is it the same that it's just a handle um, with no lock? A handle with no lock. It yeah. looks like the handle this time is on the left side. Okay. It hinges on your side. So it probably swings open to your right, which would be mirrored of the door that was in the, the south wall. Okay. Um, I look. I look back at the group and say, hey, I'm about to open this other door. Um, you know, do you guys want to be over here just in case something happens? Go for it. And you are about to open that door. Next session. <laughs> well, then I guess we'll wait. Then you're going to have to wait. That's the way it goes. That's it. You like open that side of the door and then like we have a mummy charging at us it's like yeah <laughs> 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 <laughs>